them all. Hello. Welcome to Book Record Beer. That'll make more sense in a minute. Season six, episode five. I am here, your host, one of your hosts, Nick Mahalik, uh, joined as always by my good buddies, uh, Nick Gregorio. Say hello. Oh, hi, everybody. It's, uh, it's great to, you know, talk at you again. Very, very excited. <laughs> and uh, Daniel DeFranco, say hello as well, sir. Hey, everybody. How you doing? That was what in God's so name. warm and smooth. So, oh, man, just warm and smooth. Um, this is a, I love this cause this is, this is one of our first for this season anyway, uh, combined, I guess, uh, cast where we, we all kind of threw our ideas in a hat and what are we, what are we going to be talking about? Well, dear listener, uh, we are looking at what I would call, um, a graphic novel. It is a comic for sure, but, uh, this one fits and we've had this discussion before, uh, more novelly than comic-y. Uh, so this is All-Star Superman by Grant Morrison, uh, Frank Quietly, and Jamie Grant. Um, we are also going to be looking at a offering from uh, Daniel that he suggested, an album that just came out for us two days ago. Uh, three days ago? Friday. Yeah, four days ago. Yeah. Uh, is this? this is Fountains DC. The album is uh, Skinty Fia. Um, and we will be, or Daniel will be, uh, drinking a uh, Moralit uh, Brasserie Diosis. Dios? <laughs> Brasserie uh, Dio de Ciel. It's Canadian. It's out of uh, Montreal. Gotcha. Oh, you know <laughs> what's fantastic? Going up to Montreal and all of those beers, the La Fin du Mans and all that mm-hmm. stuff is like La seven fin bucks du at, a, at a corner store. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. fucking... Seven dollars at a corner store, and you come down here. It's like twenty-one bucks. Yeah. It's like, oh, would you like a Chimay or a Fin du Mans? Up there, they're like, would you like a Budweiser or a Fin du Mans? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna interject. Go for it. Um, you said this is a combined cast. I'm taking all the credit. And here, you're me taking up. all of it. Hear me out. So I. You know what? Can I just stop you for a second? I'm stop with this sure sexy that voice. <laughs> that new microphone and the sexy voice. It has to stop. Yeah, it's quite. It is. It's I'm a little sorry. overwhelmingly sexy. It's I'm sorry. I'm trying to bring our uh, a little esteem and uh, a little ju, a little ju, to the uh, um, <laughs> So, I picked the album. You did pick the album, right? Right. Um, because they're Fontaine's DC. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember distinctly months ago when Nicholas Gregorio mentioned the Superman All Star. I said we should do that on the cast. Ah, oh, okay. Here we are. I see. What here we are. We're here. doing it on the cast. Then I want to credit Nick with that I though, because fucking it was finish. in conversation. He was connecting the dots and bringing that, you know, no, to man. our. You gotta let me finish. All right. Jesus Christ! This voice. The beer. <laughs> the Dio de Cell. Also DC. So we've got DC, DC, and DC. And this is Dan Cass, baby. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is Dan Cass. That's a DC. It's a, it's a Dan Cass. It's <laughs> That's a the cube. All right. I, I, All right. I, I surrender. I, right. I prostrate myself before you and beg your forgiveness. You are way <laughs> worlds ahead of me. The only dude who's sleeping at all right now, I guarantee, in this case, <laughs> has pulled it out like you would not believe. In no way am I going to contest this. I yeah. prostrate myself before you and beg your forgiveness. As you should. Well done. Jesus. That's calling back to like early days yeah. when we were connecting them. That I love it. Um, so let's um, let's introduce these cats because uh, one thing that's 
fantastic about this and why uh, Nick Gregorio, you brought it up before, was we have a very, I think, novel, one could argue, but in the same way, certainly not a uh, premise of the death of Superman. Um, and we have a supervillain, super villain, sorry, uh, Lex Luthor, who is uh, behind this, this uh, you know, uh, should we say, attack, uh, uh, crucifixion, martyrdom. He's being a classic son of a bitch, as yep. usual. As usual. Uh, and so I, uh, taking a cue from that um, and how grand this is, thought I'd introduce these cats as uh, famous villains. Um, if these guys, my good buddies, were famous villains, how would we <clears throat> introduce them? Uh, I'm going to go um, first with Daniel. All right. Because I keep going first with Nick, I feel like, uh, although I didn't listen back to, to check. Quality control is not at, at, at the utmost right now for me. <laughs> There's um, a lot of kids involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daniel, uh, you would be Ozymandias from uh, The Watchmen. He definitely um, would too. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and 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 it's the complexity of the character for one, uh, two, the disarming nature of the the character. You have no idea as a villain. Uh, yeah, he's the gentleman's Daniel, douche. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Daniel could pull that off. He's a gentleman's douche. <laughs> Like, just completely pull the wool over you. Um, He's a very cultured cat, for sure, right? We can see him walking around his golden lair with uh, some classical music on, perhaps a a lute in the corner that he knows how to play well. (laughs) Um, And uh, and ultimately, questionable in his villainy uh, because he's attempting to benefit the greater good, right? Mm. Um, And so uh, I feel like... Daniel might find himself in 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 this in this state. <laughs> I, I don't know. Ozymandias. In the mood to commit genocide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and it's funny too because I, I don't know if I would say he's the um, the comic, the Alan Moore uh, Ozymandias, or if he's the um, feature film Ozymandias, because uh, mm. the the attack is is, different. is far different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, between those two, but not to get in the weeds there. Um, that that's who you'd be, uh, my good friend Daniel. Just Nick. glad I'm not the uh, yeah. sh- the Shelley version of Ozymandias. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just like broken, <laughs> which in is amazing because desert. that's obviously referenced in uh, yeah. Watchmen. Um, Nick, you would be Syndrome from The Incredibles. Yes, that's a, awesome. Uh, a young man, <laughs> Incrediboy, obsessed. Yes, uh, wants, just wants to be Incrediboy, um, and and does it by any means necessary. And unfortunately in his uh, blinding idolatry of the uh, Mr. Incredible uh, becomes, um, you know, he, too far gone. Too He's far equal gone. and opposite. Yes, yes. And too then he gets sucked through a, uh, a turbine because <laughs> of his stupid cape. <laughs> and the foreshadowing of that <laughs> in the so movie, good. watching it back now because Gabriel sure likes it, um, man, is that brilliant. You don't see it. And I, we're, Listen, I am attuned foreshadowing and, and, and all this stuff. I am attuned. Um, I could write several papers about The Incredibles. <laughs> dude, um, really ahead of its time. Just fa- yeah. fantastic. Uh, really uh, great. All fronts. So, so you, my friend, you'd, you, you'd be Syndrome. I love um, it. Thank for that you. reason. Yeah. Hey, so I thought those were pretty good. I was pretty pleased with this. With no, very good. Very good stuff. Choices. Hey, Nick, you know who you would be? Who's that? I'm very Sexy excited. voice again. Um, I just can't help myself. I always come back to Poe. 
You would okay. be you would be the uh, three policemen. You're three people. Nice. As I held up four <laughs> fingers. <laughs> You're three people stacked on top of each other. But buying a ticket for a show I'm not allowed to. At the end of a telltale heart where the uh, narrator yells, Villains! <laughs> <laughs> Dissemble no more. Uh, because I feel like you um, are just kind of calm and cool when you're hanging around just kind of crazy people. There's a lot of chaos going around, That's and I accurate. feel like you are able to keep your composure. And uh, yeah, and, and, just, and, and it's like in the middle of the night. It's like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and they're just hanging out. And I think, feel like that's where you do your best, your best work. You, uh, you've nailed me, sir. You know me well. Uh, that, yeah. that really made me feel like a million bucks. Because you have, <laughs> you, you, you have to be you – you have the energy of three people. You've got it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, when when needed, that's that. Those are skills that I somehow have acquired over a lifetime of hanging with crazy people and needing to be in the middle. Um, <laughs> nice, well done. I appreciate that. I take it. Well, we did a we did a fantastic job. Cheers. We're, We're off, off to, to a, a good, good start, start here. This is nice. So <laughs> let's not fuck it up. Let's fuck it up. Yeah, let's just totally throw it down the tubes. Um, so Superman, I I actually I got into a huge thing. I had my AP students write declarative statements, and one of them was a Marvel DC, you know, thing. And I, I luckily had uh, a little bit of resource to tap into from good old Nick Gregorio dropping knowledge on us for these past six seasons or however long hey. it's been. And um, so I was telling them, "Oh, didn't you know they were already they were buddies? You know, and they were just trying to outdo each other, and uh, you know, on, on mucho hallucinogenics." And they were like, "What?" <laughs> and um, that was fun. But interestingly, um, one of the arguments that came up. They all were pretty much in favor of Marvel, but one kid was tasked with standing up for DC. And what he did was he was like um, focused on the nature of the superheroes and what their intent was. And that he, he argued that the intent of DC superheroes is far less superficial and way more entrenched in like a deep human sort of philosophy and 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 need for justice and these these types of things um and and people nobody could really argue with it it was pretty it was pretty fa mm -hmm. fascinating yeah. um, that even somebody who he really didn't want to make that argument uh it was too obvious for him not to <laughs> um and so with this i feel like all-star superman is a text that is deeply entrenched in all the things that are i would argue uniquely at times, DC, meaning mm -hmm. that this depth of uh, tapping into the human experience and, and some of these things that, that you know you get uh, from DC that you don't always get, or maybe it's a little saccharine from Marvel. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we find here just loaded into this text, which is mm -hmm. um, why I love that you suggested it so much because it is a very Nickish book. Um, <laughs> So if we if we could, I am not going to be able to summarize this well. So I was hoping that, Nick, you could. Um, sure. Because there is a, a ton going on here, and I, I fear that the things I'm drawn to might not work well to summarize. So if you could take sure. that for me, that would be fantastic. We have the intent behind this story was um, Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely wanting to create a universal Superman story. In that super, instead of doing, like, the death of Superman, you have a man who um, – uh, was doing what he does, saving people, mm -hmm. um, ultimately tricked into his own demise. Yes. Um, so then basically he goes about his daily life for <laughs> almost 12 issues. Um, bucket where, lists it is, yeah, is how he I bucket lists, categorize, yeah, categorize it, that. 
Yeah, it's Superman living out his last year of life in the only way he knows how. Um, and sometimes he gets to, you know, in the in the leading lowest lane to the um, the fortress of, fortress of solitude uh, issue. He he gets to be in control of that. Sometimes he gets drawn into a conflict, yep. um, and he is the he's a sympathizer. He's a problem solver. He's a hero. He's he's everything that Superman should be and wants to be. Um, and at the same time, he's a deeply sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and melancholic, uh, perhaps melancholy, um, person who knows that they don't have much time left. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, uh, he just describes perfectly why I love Superman. Yeah, Nicely just to done. Tag on to that. Uh, over the arc of the 12 issues, he has to complete the 12 labors of Superman. Yeah. It kind of echoes the uh, 12 labors of, of Hercules. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, listeners, uh, maybe, I don't know if you're into comics or if you were before, this edition is so fucking Superman-y. When I was <laughs> reading it, um, I don't read Superman comics anymore. I did a lot when I was growing up. Just the way yeah, the He was never my thing either. Yeah, yeah but I, I read a lot when I was, when I was uh, that's the one I collected every week. I had a dollar. They were 75 cents. I'd go to the <laughs> store. I'd buy it, and I'd put a quarter in the uh, pinball machine every Saturday morning. Um, and this really brought me back to this sort of, like, real Superman. Like, it seemed th- this was – it captured everything that was pure and awesome about Superman in the storytelling, in the way it, in the way it was drawn, uh, of the things that they were saying. There is some, uh, like, muting. I love that you bring that yeah. up. Yeah. And and Jimmy Olsen is like the biggest fucking dork that he's ever been. <laughs> Clark Kent, they even doubled down on that. I don't know if I've got the deluxe edition. Yeah. Um, and in the back, they kind of talk about how they wanted to portray Clark Kent to make it seem like it's not just the same guy with glasses. Right. Um, oh, he's, he's a big he's doofy a goofus. He is a goofus, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. Like more and than yet he's saving like people. Ape. He looks ape-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yet the, my favorite sequence with him is when, like, when he's stumbling across the street and like knocks a guy's groceries out of his hand and winds up saving him from getting hit by a car by also stumbling through his Clark Kent identity. Well, he yeah. knows, right? He knows. We're, we were yeah. meant to believe that uh, Kal-El, uh, you know, Superman, um, he knew. All yeah, of yeah. these things. And that was his Clark Kent bumbling away. Be like, oh, he's yeah. still saving the day. It is a very, very, it is a very, very sad, sad book. It is. And yet it's, it's, um, I actually have a, a tattoo of, of Kryptonian, of a line of Kryptonian mm-hmm. that says, um, you're much stronger than you think you are. And there's a sequence in which there's a girl on the, on the top of a roof who's, who is, Oh, shit. Very much wants to commit suicide, mm-hmm. and Superman goes and stands with her. That's what he says to um, her. And he, he says, you're much stronger than you think you are. And I think, um, I see, I can't even talk about it because I get so emotional. I really do. Um, it's so, it's such a beautiful thing where somebody who can, you know, do anything yeah. stops to talk to a person who's at their lowest. Yeah. And that is... I mean, that's why I love this this character. You know, everybody's like, oh, man, Superman's boring. I don't want to read about Superman. No, he's actually wonderful and hopeful. 
the, the, one of the things that really uh, struck me about this and just kind of really pulled me through is is the humanity that Superman has. And we're so used to seeing all of our superheroes on the big screen and it's it's like effects. And, and more specifically, our Superman that we've lived with for the past, whatever, 10 years, the um, mm-hmm. uh, Henry Cavill version of yep. him, mm-hmm. is, sure, he's dark and brooding, but he's, he's not, I don't know, he doesn't really seem like troubled as as like a human beyond He's more of a Dr. Manhattan than uh, yeah. uh he, like this Superman's more human than human in a lot of ways, yeah. you know. Yes. Yes, he understands humanity more than humans do. Cuz he's right. he's that far ahead of us in that yeah. process of understanding, you know. You know what I I love uh, the the reason it's it's so this this portrayal of him is so pointed to me is because everybody and even in comics, you're like, well, Superman can do anything. So he should be able to end world hunger and stop dictators. And at the same time, he knows that he can't. Mm-hmm. And that hurts him. Because that's who we are. Yeah. And he fails every day. But I also think, too, like, so that brings up a good point, right? And uh, I, I think, like, is it that that's who we are and he can't or that he almost like and this is where Superman, I think, for some people they detach because in some ways it's almost like the parent who is letting you make your own mistakes and you have to figure it out for yourself or you're just going to keep repeating it. Yeah. You know, no, I, 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 t- I actually read it as he he has all of these abilities, but he has worked his entire life to be a human um, that he, he just he he can't live up to people's expectation of him. And yet he tries every day, and because he's not a god, and because he can't do everything all at once, yeah, he he just doesn't. He falls short to himself, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's that's what makes him a, a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'd, yeah. I'd also argue that uh, there's something of like the immigrant story here in Superman. I didn't know this. I haven't kept up with Superman, and it wasn't a, a story arc during the few years I was reading it weekly. I didn't realize there were other Supermen in the future, that he leaves his genome sequence to create other Supermen and that there are these miniature Kryptonians that he keeps. Like, that he's not the... I always was under the impression that he was the lone Kryptonian except for the random villain that would float out from, like, the um, Phantom uh, Zone or... or, Phantom Zone, yeah. Yeah, uh, or, you know, Frozen and ice or whatever you know from like superman <laughs> 2 or whatever um but well so the immigrant story of how you move to a new land to start a better life not for yourself but so your children and your children's children and your children's children's children will have a better life and he's seeing that uh, and he's putting all that stuff in motion so i think that's part of the heartbreaking um uh, element of this particular story of superman it it embodies the, the philosophical idea that I always bring up of uh, planting a tree whose shade you won't enjoy. Exactly. And ironically, Superman is one who surely, probably thought, and for all uh, you know accounts, would have enjoyed that shade with his his future generations or whatever it might be. Um, but th- this is this is the um, the fate you know that he's yeah. he's he's suffering. So it it is pretty fascinating. I. I wonder, like, you know, there is that one section, um, the uh, curse of the replacement Superman, where those two uh, Kryptonians come back mm-hmm. and, and, and they 
um, you know, sort of like battle with Superman. But then, of course, they are are failing physically as well. Um, and so that was that was kind of interesting just to see um, that him being more human just to go with the thread um, to them was uh, almost shameful and, and disgraceful just that he's weak, essentially, um, yeah. when he is uh, certainly not. And then ultimately where he could have abandoned them, he, he, he doesn't. Yeah, what um, they perceived as weakness is what eventually saved them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I um I thought that was that was pretty interesting to go with your point. But one of the things I, I really wanted to to talk about, if you guys were interested in switching gears a little bit, Let's um, do it. It, it, it stuck out to me quite a bit where um, he gives Lois this brief um, 24 moment. hour moment to, yeah. to to be him essentially right yeah. to, to to share his power to to have that um and i thought that was beyond brilliant um mm -hmm. because what would we love more than to have our partners truly like understand us by doing that you know archetypal walking a mile in our shoes kind of thing mm -hmm. but with him it's such a you know dramatic mile that you would walk um <laughs> in some very dramatic and powerful shoes and um, so I wanted to get your thoughts on that, if we thought that that was hokey or what the intent was or, or, or how we felt about Because, uh, frankly, you know, not to cloud anybody's judgment, but um, not that I would. But my thinking on it was what a, a brilliant way to gain closure in a way. You know what I mean? Like this is this is this is the man that you you think, you know, and and this is as best as I can get you to know him. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just, I just found that to be utterly brilliant. So I, I, I want to start and see if you guys have thoughts on thoughts I on mean, that choice. In my edition, there's a couple of black panels. Like that's totally when they're banging, right? I would say absolutely. Right. I mean, they definitely, <laughs> they definitely did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now that his, yeah, yeah. his super jism wouldn't blow a hole out of <laughs> going to the ball rats argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to say, what is that? From? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's or funny. if she were pregnant, the baby would punch out of her stomach. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I don't know. Uh, thoughts on thoughts on that. Um, I think. He, as Superman, Kal-El, Clark, he views his time with humans, especially Lois, um, as a gift. Um, he, he loves human beings. He, he, he aspires to be one. Um, so he felt because uh, Lois has imparted such a wonderful gift on him, maybe for a day she can experience what it's like to be him. Um, and I think it's... It's it's like a beautiful little like uh, closing of a circle in terms of uh, a, a loving, caring thing. Do we yeah. think it's a commentary? Because because I was also getting in the weeds a little bit with it. Like, is it a commentary on value and that that humans unfortunately have this craving and this this desire for power, and that she gives him love, right? Which is which is that sort of intangible something that that is foreign. You know, we, many argue to the various animal species and, and whatever else um, and perhaps aliens. Um, and, and he sees because he is a thoughtful 
watcher of humans that that what we want and value and are in awe of is power and and the immense power that superman has so written by any other writer i would say yes um grant morrison um especially with superman has and this book like wanted to write uh, like a wholesome ideal of of the character and i don't know if you did any uh daniel in the in the the, the deluxe um grant talks about how he or they came to the idea of Mm -hmm. the the cover of issue number one superman sort of just sitting on a cloud looking behind him smiling yeah it's um, he's he's at ease because nothing can bother him and he's he's comfortable he's not um there he is he's not posturing with his chest out you know or like well, there's right. no there's no danger. Also, like that's the thing. Right. He's, he hasn't have an eye on what's going on. He can he can take his eye off the the world. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that that image is kind of carries through the entire story. It, it there's an innocence here. Um, yeah. Yeah. That I don't think you're gonna you're not gonna find in, in a Watchman. I think the intent here was this is a man who loves people um, and he wants to be as wonderful to them as he can be before he dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I totally um, would agree with that. You know, the, it's just when, I don't know, when we're in perhaps the time that we're in right now, um, it's it's crazy that it clouds or, or I guess influences the way you perceive something that also is just so, as you said, wholesome, right? Like that it is attempting and approaching that um, in a really sort of like artful but but directed specific way um and and yet still my brain is is going well maybe you know this or or, or that um but yeah i I just i don't know do do we think ultimately that say this technology existed where we could have you know our partner walk that that day in the life or something like that Mm -hmm. like would that have the effect that it has here like do we do we think that that from a human perspective would that and you know um give the insight and the clarity and the and 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 the connection because ultimately what i think it's it's if i'm gonna you know take this stab at it um also sort of pointing at is that you always have walls like you you'll always have things up no matter no matter what even if they're subconscious and to do what he's doing it, it, it eliminates that entirely and, and, and sort of these these um, things that maybe even Superman has that he doesn't realize he, he's doing uh, can be he can be completely disarmed of all the people that would have, you know, uh, shields up and stuff like that. He, he might be one, you know, and, and so I, I thought that that was really kind of a fascinating thing as well as like, is he commenting on the nature of love itself and, and, and what at the core is the most important thing, which is to be completely uh vulnerable with another person and 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 is that what's going on here is that showing you and giving you all that i am does that then make him as vulnerable as he can be and thus she can can see him entirely i guess i i I don't know if i totally subscribe to that but i can get you know i can entertain that because it happens with lex as well at the end, when he creates his own super serum, mm-hmm. and it's like wearing off, he's like, "This is, you know, he's 
he's lamenting that he's losing the powers, and he's like, shit, this is what he, Lex Luthor referencing Superman, this is what he sees and what he feels like all the time. It yeah. brings him to tears. Um, yeah. So I think there's that. A person who hated him. The most, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's certainly evidence for that. Um, and maybe that's what they're after. Maybe I'm just too much of a, of a calloused prick to kind of really. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what an image there. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I <laughs> oh, guess. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> just a figure of speech and now you made it real. <laughs> yeah. No, I couldn't help it. Um, you put it out there. But in any case, yeah, no, that was that was one of the things that really caught my eye was just, um, wow, like what an amazing um, look at love, I guess that that would be. I'm always thinking about that. And the other that really caught my eye, and I don't know if this was the same for you guys, was, of course, um, that that look at uh, Bizarro Superman um, writing poetry in, in, in this world upside down. You know? Was that Z- um, Zibaro, right? Yeah. What's that? Zabaro was that the main Zabaro yeah yeah um and and he is you know the the empathy that superman has for him is is like so grand and mm-hmm. and this idea of him you know on this just a, almost a captive on this brutal and, and sort of backward planet and i i couldn't help but feel that that was sort of a commentary and i i could be off base here but like i i wrote that like that that might have been the the creators, the the authors, right? Morrison and and Quietly, uh, uh, Quietly, and 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 Grant, um, talking about creatives, like what it feels like to be uh, someone uh, who who is who is looking at the world, and 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 you know what's the role of our artists is, is to to look at the world and and then and to to manipulate it in a way that they can then put back out so people can make sense of it, and and to to be tasked with that it's something that you you don't necessarily ask for right you're kind of like you're you're just captive to it um and i couldn't help but think that zabaro zabaro right is that right yeah it's the pizza kilns the pizza i couldn't i couldn't fucking (laughs) say anything but the pizza's out there but that 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 was kind of a commentary on on what it feels like to be a, a creative in the world that we exist in now right that you're you're sort of a captive in this in this callous brutal really just dark place and and you're trying to make beauty from it um and and that's all i could think of with that and so i don't know if that rings true for you or if you had a, a different thought on 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 him and that sort of episode in this um but that was another one that really struck me i think w- what what I, I mean i could i could buy both your points you know what i mean because just reading morrison uh, i mean he layers his stuff like to the point where you could probably postulate almost anything. And he, yeah. he would be like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot going on. You're absolutely right. And that's, that's kind of why I wanted for these two, especially to yeah. like check in with you guys, because I, I didn't know if I was going off the rails. No, he, 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 they, excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, they write frequently about the role of the artist. Mm. Um, in their work so yes i would i would say that that very much could would coincide with that what else have they done because the name is ringing familiar and i don't read a lot um, of comics so animal man doom patrol um christ did, he's, did they do they the they mr miracle no okay no, no, no. mr miracle is tom king okay um 
They've done The Invisibles. They've done, um, my God, there's just a lot. He's done it. He they did a run on Batman that would Ooh, knock I want your that. socks off. I want that. So let me let me kind of uh, put an umbrella over all of this. Um, again, I I love Superman. I think the only other character that I like more than Superman might be Batman. They were like my guys growing up: Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Um, but <laughs> Superman was the only one that I bought like weekly, like religiously for, for, yeah. for a few years. Um, what they have managed to do in this is, so if you're only experienced with Superman or it, he's so ubiquitous, right? We call people a Superman. Like that symbol is, you know, it's commercial. Yeah, um, it's corporate. It's, it became a corporate symbol. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. This strips all of that sheen away and we really get, in the 12 episodes, uh, the 12 editions, um, you know, if it's in one book, it's, I guess, 12 different episodes, um, different facets of what Superman really is and what he stands for. And in the introduction of this, they kind of pitched that it might sound even kind of corny to have these things. Like, if you say, it's like, of course he's going to, there's going to be, um, uh, what's the dog's name? A crypto. Yeah, crypto. There's going to be uh, Mom, Pa, Kent, you have Jimmy Olsen, you've got Lex Luthor. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, all the all the Superman dumb shit. But somehow, somehow, these motherfuckers make it seem almost new again. Yeah, yeah Jimmy very, especially, I thought. In a very, uh, well, I'll use the word, melancholic way. Yeah. It's like through a different lens, because we are not, we're with Superman. We know that he's going to die. So there's that um, dramatic irony where we know what none of the other characters know ex- except for Superman and Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's fun. Like we, we kind of, we get to be, uh, uh, you know, forgive, forgive this, this minor uh, illusion. Um, we get to be like Lois. He picks us up and we just go along for the ride with him for a while. <laughs> It's the cradle. Yeah. He's, he's a little mama bear, a little baby bear. He's, 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 he's <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, he, you're he. They made something totally new by using golden age stuff like Jimmy Olsen coming in in a, in a, in a dress like that. That's from like 1940s Superman comics. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like all of it is like taking what was old and making it new and making it feel real and making it feel feel valid yeah it seems like they really 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 because i don't know at all but it seems like this was not i forget what we were talking about which comic we were talking about where it was just sort of almost a gross nod to every bonerific thing in the series and so the Mm. super nerds would love it but it wasn't oh, necessary. Mr. Miracle. <laughs> there we go, right? So yeah. so 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 there was there was that. This felt more like someone who had really almost academically done their research or was was a fan in in a way that that is um almost you you couldn't even tell where the fandom stopped and where the actual old stuff uh began, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and put it together in that way. That's I mean that's what it felt like to me who's not a fan. Um, and is reading it in this way and just knows from existing in the world for 37 years, you know? Um, so the guy that wrote the intro, his name was Chip Kidd. And yeah. that's exactly like what he says. 
Yeah, and 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 one of the things that that also is is kind of fascinating to go back to sort of these larger philosophical ideas that it conjures up is like, you know, how we exist in so many different ways because we exist differently and to so many different people. Like there are people that only know me um, as a six-year-old and others that only know me as 17 and, and, and whatever else, you know what I mean? And, and, and this version of me exists in all these different minds if they think about me at all. And um, because I've never seen them again or, or, or this experience was the one that, that I left them with. And um, I just find that to be so fascinating because the, the Superman that we, we get here is, I would argue, I guess I am arguing perhaps the core Superman that, 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 yeah. that we're seeing mm-hmm. the way that Superman views himself, perhaps, as yeah. opposed to some of the other comics where it might be the way that the public or Lois or somebody else views Superman, you know, that the perspective is actually a first person one in this regard, yeah. um, which I find to be super unique um, yeah. in 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 a comic, frankly, and in a superhero comic that is so well known. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree with all that, man. I, I think you crushed it right there. Yeah. <laughs> I really and, do. And I guess my, one of my final thoughts Sweet. on this, which is a, a good segue <laughs> into uh, the music, I'm just kind of skimming over the um, introduction again that Chip Kidd wrote. So the three guys that wrote this, and I guess uh, drafted, um, you know, inked it or whatever, traced traced the letters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Another ball that's chasing Amy. <laughs> um, You're a fucking tracer. <laughs> There are three Scotsmen. A lot of Kevin yeah. Smith going yeah. on here today. So he says, um, so outsiders to America apply their talents to an American icon who is an outsider to Earth. Uh, so it's this looking in. And in our album, um, Skinty Fia by uh, Fontaine's DC, there's this um, a theme of kind of outsiderness and and loneliness in that as well. So... Um, Are you just chalking this up to the fact that you put this show together? He's 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 drawing those parallels, just, man. Just he's, stroking it, man. He's he's putting up some <laughs> scaffolding here, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let him get on it first and see how shaky it is. Watch those, watch that, watch that ankle wobble, and uh, take that one wanna... bolt out and <laughs> bickety bam, it all comes down. <laughs> right in the middle of 36th Street. You don't invest in this type of microphone without coming prepared to work. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I like really. I'm gonna have to listen back now to see if the voice has changed with this. <laughs> I don't think it's been pretty um, consistent. Sexy. I, I, I I gotta I gotta I gotta say that though, that's a good that's a good that's a good connection. I yeah. dig it. And um, yeah, I don't really have other. That was a good thing he said, and it. I wish I thought of it should have first. Uh, <laughs> I'm Bizarro, I go that far. I'm not going that far. I'm, uh, I'm a Zaro nad. Uh, Zabaro. Um, <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do, uh, I do highly recommend this though, especially coming from a non, um, like comic or very much a non superhero guy. I, I this is the only superhero comic on my whole, um, unless you count the Watchmen, on my whole, uh, you know, shelf of of comics and graphic novels. Yeah, so. I'm going to display this upstairs. This this might be the last Superman comic I read for a very very long time. It might be. It might need to be. Um, yeah, I, I re, I've read Superman Monthly for pretty much half my life, mm-hmm. and there's nothing that touches this. Uh, well, good. I'm glad my instinct is uh, <laughs> is gonna yeah. 
Fantastic. Save me some dollars. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> big, big, big recommendations. Uh, Nick, any final thoughts? Uh, I, I see. I, I approach this as uh, the way I did when I was a little boy. The, this was this is this character. This story makes me feel really um, happy about being a, a human being and mm-hmm. and knowing that I can do good um, mm-hmm. if I just show a little kindness to somebody. So like from the probably the most earnest perspective <laughs> I, I love this and i think it, you know reading this you can say like oh this is what being a human is yeah brains yeah. beats brawn every time yeah yeah i do love that that's like certainly a theme uh fantastic yeah absolutely couldn't couldn't really recommend more uh it's 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 fantastic and, and um, like the photo realistic cartoons like what <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I really and we didn't get to talk about it too much, but I, I did love the um, the the art um, yeah. because there there's a mutedness to it, mm-hmm. almost as if you're in a memory or a dream. Yeah, um, that's that's which what I really, really I really it, liked it. Like it cradled you. Yes, yeah. exactly. It, it was soft. Exactly. Warm. Yeah. Really w- warm is a better word. Yeah. Maybe maybe we're just, bits. you know, getting old and it, we're kind of reflecting on this, you know. A nostalgic version of of Superman, but right, that, yeah. Well, know, that's it's not. I submit. So was Grant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. Absolutely, good stuff. This is um, nostalgia accomplished, done properly. Let's segue into into our album here, um, which is you know, I, the genre for these guys uh, is it Fountains? Have I been pronouncing it correctly or anything? Uh, Fontaines. Fontaines. Fontaines DC. Fontaines DC. This is interesting because they've been around for only like, what, three years? Mm-hmm. Um, and they are channeling music from the very early 2000s, late 90s, um, in some ways with the post-rock, uh, post-punk sort of, um, you know, shoegazy uh, stuff that they have going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you think I'm incorrect there, but that's my assertion on it. And um, yeah, this uh, this is their their newest album. I couldn't believe the amount of it, what instant critical acclaim. I mean, we have music nerds here making music, right? These mm-hmm. are, these are music majors, like from from the college days. That's how they met. Am I correct there, Daniel? I I, I am new to them. Like I'm only oh, maybe, okay. I'm only maybe like two weeks ahead of you. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, so so uh, these these guys apparently met um, in um, in in college. They were music majors uh, who met or got together uh, mostly because they had a uh, a collective love of poetry. Um, Very is, literary band. Yes, is this a Bolaño novel? <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, and so interestingly, yeah, the the uh, uh, the band has this sort of interesting approach to putting together an album, in my opinion, because I didn't really think it quite hit its stride until the middle. Um, that was when I got a little bit sucked in. It's it's almost uh, offensive to start, right? Because you have this voice, in my opinion, that is is not welcoming. Um, the the singer for the first few songs is is jarring at best, and it's funny because I feel 
like I got a sense of what when I show people certain bands that I love um, when they're like, yeah, it'd be great if the singer was different um, because they didn't care for it. And, and I on first listen to this, I was like, I was like, oh, man, that's a little that's a little rough. Like, that's a little jarring. Um, and I, I not to say that I didn't warm up to it. I did a little bit, but I believe there's primarily two singers in the band. Is that correct? Two guys take 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 different uh, roles. Two weeks ahead of you. Two weeks ahead of me, so I, I yeah. don't know why I'm deferring to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in any case, uh, it seems to be that way to me. Although I don't want to make a um, Ockerville River mistake, where <laughs> the dude just can make his voice sound two completely different ways and overdubs himself. And I thought it was two singers for like ages, and it's actually not. Yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, these guys are uh, an Irish band that. Um, it's a very sort of like raw uh, uh, sound with this shoegazy stuff kind of going on in the background that I would argue the album doesn't really hit its stride until the middle. And then I really started finding myself, I guess, understanding and getting into it a little bit more. Yeah, um, so I, I don't know if you guys' initial responses to it were similar or, or if, Daniel, you seem to really love it. I don't know if you, yeah. you no, I, it right I, off the bat. Yeah, right away. A couple of weeks ago, my buddy said, hey, check this band out. So I did. And uh, I listened to their first album. I was just walking around Maniunk um, in the evening. And the sun was already down, and I was headed down to um, Grape Room to uh, catch a show. And just something just kind of struck me. Just walking around, it was a kind of it was cool the edible that you had an yes. hour before. <laughs> Might have been that. No, but it just struck something in me that um, I hadn't felt in a really long time. Um, and I. I I'm not sure what that is, so maybe it's more of like a personal thing for me. So the next album I listened to the next day, and I ate that up. And then, um, you know, I knew this one was coming out, uh, I guess. This week, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, right away I was already going to love it coming in. Um, so the first track, I what didn't you like about the voice? Because there's like a choir of, of singers doing this this beautiful refrain. I think it was more when you get around track two, track three, particularly how cold love is. Yeah. Um, that that was just very pronounced. So and he does that kind of talky sing type of thing and, and his right. accent is, is is obvious. And 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 the thing about that is listen, I love the uh Slipher mod uh, Sleefer mods. Um if you're familiar with those guys, it's like the two older dudes just, just it's almost like a breakbeat and one dude just sort of like rapping over it. Do you know who I'm talking about? The Sleeper Mods? Mm -mm. Oh, God damn it. Dear listener, fucking check it out, if not for just like the novelty of it. But it's he has a very pronounced, he's English, so very pronounced English accent that's, that's super rough and guttural and stuff like that. Um, and I could see why people don't necessarily like it. I love it. And it's just, I guess I have a tolerance level for that abrasiveness mm -hmm. of a accented voice um, that this goes the other way. And I, I, I when it was pronounced in that way, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, it, it didn't grab me in the way that like the slipper mods or, or something, uh, even like an idols or something would. Um, mm. yeah, so that's I, just my, my thought there. You say, you say like abrasive and off putting and I, I I just don't. It I was just, for me. It was. Yeah, it, I, I'm it, not saying it's not. Obviously, it is. You're saying yeah. I'm not calling you a liar. So just settle the fuck down. <laughs> right? Listen, man. I don't know um, what else to tell you. <laughs> no, let's not get nuts. It felt that way. 
Um, I just didn't. Yeah, I, I just didn't get it that, as abrasive. It you know, just admit that you know Irish music peaked with U uh, two for you. Just fucking admit it, and we you can know what's on. hilarious. I was listening to U two because this was this made me think of U two, and I was like, I haven't listened to U two in a really long time. U <laughs> two, <laughs> and it's it's so different. But no, it's it's not that right because you uh, it's certainly know that I listen to a ton of bands who people would be like, what is with this singer? Um, this this just it, that's how that's how some of the some of the tracks okay. took it. and then you go down to the next uh, uh, Jackie down the line which is the next song and I'm way into that yeah, it's like third or fourth track yeah it's the, yeah so they're right next to one another but that one the voice grabs me more There's, so I think it was yeah. a song by song kind of thing some songs are definitely more melodic and some are definitely more um, I guess harmonic and atmospheric. Um, discordant too. I yeah, mean, let's, yeah, We can't downplay that there is a shoegazy, shoegazy like, yeah. you know, yep. uh, discordant element at play here. They're they're not, you know, they're they're more Mogwai and explosions in the sky than they are like do make say think uh, yeah. history and rust or something. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they play with syncopation quite a bit. Um, right, right. So there is got to lock in. There's a little bit of that happening, so I, I could see. Uh, lots Did you guys of ever listen to, to uh, Manic Street Pete? Manic Street Preachers? Yeah. Like, late-era Manic Street Preachers is the first thing I thought of. Mm. Interesting. Like it's just, yeah, I didn't think... I haven't thought it, about them in a long time. Yeah, they're too far yeah. away from me. I can't, I can't place uh, a sound. Yeah, it's, they were... I mean, in the 90s, they were... Like, just had wild... So it was like a 90s rock band from... Mm. They were cool, but then they, they got really uh, dark and melancholic and, and weird. Uh, and... That's this is a, I was like this is the Manix this is them, yeah. Um, so so yeah, thematically, <laughs> uh, lyrically, uh, I think is what draws me into this because I think I'm more of a um, uh, introspective and attuned listener to music than I think you two. So <laughs> I think <laughs> uh, there's there is there is a theme of of kind of darkness. Uh, brooding, sort of. There's there's like a gloom, maybe even. Uh, I mean, you can get that from listening to it. Something <laughs> you don't even need to think about yeah. it. Like, oh, this is grim. Yeah, something <laughs> maybe even maybe even like a sense of doom. I think I don't I don't really know. Um, but I did some reading on on their the creation of this album. They moved to London in the middle of um, uh, I guess the pandemic, and they are exploring this idea of being outsiders and, uh, and, and xenophobia. Like the first track, uh, I can't say the name of it because it's in Irish, uh, in Gaelic. Uh, the story behind that, and, and, and all of these songs have stories. They're a very thoughtful band. Um, that first track, what, what's the name of that first track? Do you have, it? Do you have that up? Let me get that It's up. like In Agluf Godil. Yeah, let me get like that. Yeah. So that first That's track, In Are... That's terrible pronunciation. Um, so that was... I think you nailed it. That, <laughs> that was a, a gravestone inscription for someone that died, I think, in... Uh, I don't want to ruin the story, but it means in our hearts forever. Uh, it was on a gravestone where somewhere where the UK was still kind of like in charge. And this was only a couple of years ago. In the UK, you can't have that on a gravestone without an English translation because oh, shit. it's like almost 
a call it's of like revolution or something to only have Gaelic without an English translation. Bastards. So and this is like only two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. When when this thing happened. Um so that's what the song's about. So <clears throat> Can I can I just bust in for yeah, do you ever see it. the John Candy classic Canadian bacon? Yes. Mm-mm. When they get pulled over by Dan Aykroyd and had all these like uh, slurs against Canadians on the right. back on the side of their van, he goes, "Hey, just pulling you over, so you you got to put that in French too." <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So anyway, go ahead, so, Daniel. Sorry, so, that was solid <laughs> reference, though. Yeah. No, there's there there is this deeper element uh, of 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 humanity, just like old soups. You know, it's not just shoegazy kind of post punk. Uh, kind of right gloom and doom rock there is there is um a element of of humanity under it and we, we're not going to go song by song but um if you watch the lyrics or if you if you read the lyrics you'll watch the lyrics there's always fucking rain and it's always dark <laughs> yes that sounds about right yeah no that's that's the, the other song bloomsday which i really really yeah. like as well i mean there's a, there's a lot <clears> of, of tunes that that are that are great and and to be clear dear listener remember this album has been out for four days and uh i've i've had a chance to listen to it twice so uh typically i like to give it way more time than that to, yeah. to have any sort of like clear assertions on on how i feel about I've it. i've had so, it on uh, repeat since uh like three fifteen last friday <laughs> <laughs> No, and, and, and to be clear, right, like the first album gets nominated for a Grammy. Um, they're, they're, they're a pretty accomplished band almost instantly, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we can't, like, downplay that at all. Like, there, there's a lot to be said about, um, about this group, and, yeah. and I think, like— That's what track two is about, Big Shot, about this, having this, like, success. You want to be a big shot, did? Sorry. <laughs> Won't you shut your fucking mouth? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's their second album. I, my bad. It was their second album, a, a Hero's Death, that was nominated for, for uh, Best Rock Album. Yeah, the first uh, one last, was Dog uh, Last year's Grammys. Um, but the first one won a bunch of awards, too. Here's the thing. not uh, You know how I feel about awards. But Love I em. think to have a second album out that gets nominated for a Grammy and you're making this type of music um, is, is saying something. Because mm-hmm. I don't know that many post-rock post-punk besides like a cigarose who falls into that category gets nominated for that shit um and so the thoughtfulness that you're referring to here the the uh love of poetry perhaps uh shout out fellow poets um is perhaps what's pushing them over the edge with 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 critics and stuff like that which gives me a little bit of hope i like that yeah i'm surprised you're a little you're a little you're a little uh lukewarm on it because as a published poet such as yourself I thought you'd right. be into this. Oh, I absolutely am. Here's the thing. I, I literally have just been letting it wash over me. I haven't read the lyrics. You've been you know, nothing, you've done entirely. nothing, you've done nothing I, but I, shit I, There's on been it. a few songs that I've liked and I've, I've dug in. Um, my, my, my thing was, I was, and I was surprised myself, is like, wow, the, the voice on a couple of these tracks was 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 putting me off. And I, don't, and I don't know what exactly it was because, as you know, I listened to pretty – pretty wild shit i like the songs that were more jesus and mary chain than the mm-hmm. ones that were mogwai right if that makes sense it does actually 
and so that's where I, that's where that's where that's where I found myself landing and I thought oh I got to I got to really put this into um, a heavier a heavier yeah. rotation because it is um, super intriguing I I I, I got to give it all the 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 props yeah. there because like I want to listen to it again and, and and that's that's important Here, here's my final landing on it is I have purposely been resisting comparison I don't want to compare mm. this to anything else you really no. can't though you're absolutely right to say the things that I've been saying like Magwai Jesus Mary Chain all this stuff like there's just little tastes little mm -hmm. like flutters of those things yeah. that are out there this is a wholly unique band yeah um, and I actually wanted to start with that so I'm glad you reminded me yeah Th that, is, that is a fact elements of other things but so everything that exists you can find elements of other things in it so anyway by I, nature I, I, yeah i, I just like want to literally resist <laughs> comparing this to other bands because that's always our our initial thing it's like oh how would you describe right. that band well it's kind of like this other band and this other band and instantly mm -hmm. you're expecting well, i think that's something. a way that you know we you got it i get it i get it you know that's why i said for this i am resisting it because I, yeah. I, it's it just is hitting me, um, I don't know whatever frequencies I resonate uh, at. It's just it's just doing it for me, and it, that could be a wholly unique thing for me. Maybe that's my um, um, you know Kryptonian cancer or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> nice. no, I think you're. I think you're right though. It, it is, and like I said, that was something I wanted to start with. Like it is totally unique and for all the a and r people that i've met in my life which has been very few but i have met some th it's the thing that they're always looking for if you watch the documentary dig when they're talking about the dandy warhols and brian jones style massacre the thing that sticks out for all the a and r people that get interviewed in that is you listen to it and it's them it's, mm -hmm. it's nothing else right you you what's gonna why am i gonna sign them because i listen to it and it's them Right. This is this is them. This is their thing. You really can't categorize them in any other way. And I would say the same for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I dig it. I, I like this record. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. Nice. Nice. Um, right. Excellent. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think I think it's so it is. I think our, our what we're seeing here is, is like, Daniel, you've been listening to them for longer than any of us. We jumped into this album. The album's four days old. Dear listener, yeah. give it give it a listen. See what the fuck you think. It's give it's, it a chance. Damn it! It's so new. It's so new. I got fourteen you know, like, days ahead of you. Let's yeah, talk in fourteen exactly. days. <laughs> but that's that could be a lifetime, though. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if you only listen to I don't know, fucking Modest Mouse, Good News for People Who Love Bad News, and somebody else had already listened to Lonesome Crowded West and Moon in Antarctica and all that yeah. shit, right? Like, yeah. you're what you're you're eons ahead of me. If, if you've listened to it to that. Go so, on. In any case. Um, yeah, shall we move? move get, on? Into, get into some beer? Let's drink beer. Let's drink beer. So, uh, me and the boys have um, all gotten the distinct pleasure and privilege of being able to walk the streets of Edinburgh and visit Brewdog Brewery uh, in, its, in its hometown of Edinburgh. Um, and that's what I have here, Brewdog. Um, I have, uh, as marked on the can, the ones that are currently being brewed in Ohio, right? They have a setup in Ohio now. Um, and I have, I got their variety pack, which has all these low um, alcohol content uh, IPAs. And I'm drinking the Elvis juice. And the reason I chose that is because, uh, as we know, Elvis was the king. He had it all. 
including Superman's curl in the front of his head. Hell yeah, uh, he and did. Then, and then he and then he lost it all, uh, and and died fat on a toilet. So um, not not that Superman does that, but I picked the Elvis juice for that reason. Um, and this is a grapefruit infused uh, IPA. Um, I gotta say, if you get a chance to to get the Brewdog um, variety pack that I'm describing, holy shit, guys! <laughs> Every one is fantastic, and it has become my go-to variety pack for sure for the summer at least. It's it's uh, amazing, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, take a sip of this. Cheers to you, gentlemen. Cheers, mother. Cheers, um, buddy. You are sights for sore eyes this week <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's mm. only Tuesday. It is only Tuesday, dude. It. <laughs> I know, man. I know. I and I, I, and I don't even that. have your life. I don't want to get into it um, at all. Uh, this is fantastic. So, up, up front, we get that little bit of grapefruit. I don't know if it being labeled as grapefruit infused rather than like a sculpin grapefruit you know what i mean mm -hmm. there's a big difference here this i taste the grapefruit in that really like smooth way i don't know if you guys did this uh when you were in college but i would do half grapefruit half orange juice in the calf oh and yeah yeah nice brethren. this is good it's good yeah and it, it takes that sting off the grapefruit juice exactly and that's what the 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 beer is doing here you get the grapefruit up front but then it carries through and just sort of wanes as your sip uh, uh, goes down. Delicious. Nice. Absolutely delicious. Nick Gregorio, what do you got? Well, well today I have uh, Kate May Brewing Company's Kate May Coffee Stout. Ooh. Um, I chose this one mainly because, well, I, I, sometimes I like to joke at work that I'm a goalie and other times I'm a toilet and I've been a toilet for six weeks. So <laughs> uh, I just felt like something different tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I have no um, idea what you mean yeah. by any of that. So, Cape May, uh, their coffee stout is uh, seasonal. Um, this is my last can of it. It is roasty. It is smooth. It's slightly sweet, and it gives you that that nice dark stout aftertaste that you're just looking for. And it's nice, real and nice. So it's the the last one. It's the death of your coffee stout for the season. Yes, sir. Yes, there sir. Now, according to the can. This is best paired with pancakes, coffee, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, and uh, campfire. Um, <laughs> so, so nice. I guess our marquee beer is the uh, the what I'm, I have right now. I already cracked it, but I'll go. Here's a little can. <laughs> so, did you, you DCL? Wiggled the tab. <laughs> I gotta wiggle. I gotta wiggle the. Uh, <laughs> see if this microphone picks up the wiggle. Hold on. Oh, Why is it. the wiggle warmer? What? I don't know. Nice. <laughs> okay, so this is the Dio de Ciel Morelite. The reason I picked this beer is for a couple of reasons. I couldn't find DC Brow, which is uh, mm, <laughs> so I was looking yep. for. I went to many places, um, but then I saw this. And I was like, wait, I went to this brew pub when I was in Montreal a few years back with uh, with Ellie, and the title, the, the 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 title, the title of the beer. What do you Jesus call it? The name Christ. of the beer. Yes, it's called the Morelite. <laughs> And Morlite is French for morality. And yep. I was like, well, fuck. Superman. Yeah. He's <laughs> full of morality. <laughs> right? That's all he's True. he's looking for, the morality in everybody. So I was like, this beer, this is the one we got to get. Um, so this beer, I'm going to read. This is from the brewery. The concept of morality is perhaps a subjective one, as the history of alcohol in Quebec may demonstrate. 
This IPA is brewed with a, dare we say, excessive quantity of Simcoe, Citra, and Centennial hops. The dry finish is highly aromatic and slightly resinous, invoking tropical fruits atop dominant hop bitterness. More Elite was crafted at our Montreal location in 2012 in collaboration with John Kimmich of the Alchemist Brewery in Vermont, USA. Get the frick out of here! Holy shit! I knew you were. I knew that was going to uh, wet your weenie a little bit there. (laughs) (laughs) That tickled the plums there. (laughs) Uh, So let me me take a sip of this. So so you guys know that I hate IPAs. It's my least favorite style of any liquid. You are quite vocal (laughs) about it all the time. (laughs) I would argue that it's probably the time you spent as a as a pretender that has uh, uh, you know turned you that way, though. Okay, so if I was an also asshole, your, your reflux. If I was your an reflux. asshole, I would love this. Um, <laughs> it is smooth. Uh, it just really drags that cat ass, you know, like after it takes a piss, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't really get the litter off its feet. It just drags that all the way down, baby. Um, How are you selling a beer that way? There is this taste of like. You guys remember Great Expectations where Miss Havensham has that old ass cake that's like 30 years old? Uh, so if you took a bite into that, uh, that, that cake, you get the cakiness of it, just that pure aromatic of oh, uh, 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 dough. That, that <laughs> reference sums us up in such a great way. Like, people were like, I thought they were just, like, bros. No. <laughs> the, the reference point for an IPA was Great Expectations and an obscure <laughs> reference to one of the female characters eating cake. Yeah, oh, my cake? God. And um, a cat dragging their ass across the floor. It goes all the way down, baby. Uh, oh, so, no, no. In, I, I would, I, I think I might rate this highly, believe it or not. Um, but if we'll get you to that. Were in a an bit. asshole? If I well, listen, I think the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, <laughs> we know. You were. The cat's out of the bag and dragging its ass across the carpet, <laughs> all the way down, Good. baby. Um, Good no, this God. is the nose on this fucker is. Oh my God! I can't stop. Is that is that how you would recommend? Because uh, we don't actually talk about glasses too much. Um, but I think this is a good opportunity to do so because Le Fin du Mans hmm. has to, you know, you, you, that you want the head on it and you want it in, in, in a, uh, in one of those uh, I can't chalice stop. glasses. I can't How stop about smelling that? this. I can't stop smelling it. It's like a, is, th- is it's that like made a, for the chalice? I think so. I think it's opening it up a little bouquet. It's like if I was like a, 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 a pervert and I found an old <laughs> urinal cake. Jesus. <laughs> Uncle Eddie, calm it down. Send Holy me your shit. Send me your soiled pantoons. <laughs> what a Philadelphia end. reference, <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, if you're in Philadelphia, if your IP address is going to be anywhere in the Delaware County area, do not Google Uncle Eddie. <laughs> um, I really, actually, I think. I really like this beer. It's not abrasive on the nose. It's I love it. Oh, everything thank ab- you. Everything about it for turning Daniel IPA that I think people like about IPAs is super present here and uh, in a very, very, I don't, I don't even say so mellow. It's it's because it smells fucking great. Um, it's very pleasing. It's pleasant. It's a very pleasant beer. And I don't mean that as a way to kind of like fluff it off. Everything about it, it's 
It's it's almost well, hold like on. cotton candy. I got a question though, because when we're talking about the bouquet and and the you know the smell, it's coming from the hops, right? And so, where in Canada do you even have a climate to grow hops? I'm glad you brought that up, Nick. Are they imported from uh, California? This is not planned, dear listener. This is literally a line of questioning. This is an American style IPA. Ah, that's your answer. Made in Here's your answer, Fishbulb. Yep. <laughs> in any case, um, in closing, because I think we should wrap up. Yeah, we're going to. As much fun as I'm having. <laughs> yeah. I got to go see I, my boy. I, um, yeah, how old's that boy? He is just over three months. Fantastic. Today yeah. uh, is, is, is uh, Gabriel's half birthday. He's four and a half. Wow! Holy moly! Wild, world. right? And uh, <laughs> in four days, uh, baby girl will be six months. Wow! Look at this! Look at this! Birthdays That's what everywhere. I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's wild. Um, so to wrap up, I, I I thank you, Daniel, immensely uh, for this for this cast. I I really enjoyed all of it. I'm gonna buy the beer that you've recommended, um, and I gotta say. I I just I don't know if it's the state of the world my my personal perspective right now but I can't help but think about um what it means to be human and this really encapsulated that quite a bit so I was glad to be able to just sort of like you know I wouldn't say postulate on that but just sort of think about it through these different pieces of art um this week so that was that was that was wonderful um i don't know we're in we're in we're in strange times i'm gonna sign off on that as well we really it's it's people are saying we have 30 days 30 years left of 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 oil uh we have uh almost the same amount of time before global warming takes us all we have uh, 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 you know, a guy who who might arguably be be at war for wheat and to control our our food source or eighty percent of it. We have uh, the richest man in the world uh, buying the venue by which we're able to criticize the richest people in the world. It's an interesting and and almost villain esque time that we live in. Uh, and to look at Superman, particularly All Star Superman. And think about what it means to be the best of us. Um, I thought was not only fitting but uh, uh, beyond apropos. So, um, cheers to you! Uh, cheers to to drinking beers with uh, your buddies. Cheers to you! And, I'll, look, uh, I'll look at the uh, camera for this one. It's it's been a wonderful. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> love and hate Zoom at the same. Like I love that I can see you, but I I am so furious that I can't actually <laughs> clink your fucking. <laughs> Um, and and that's my two cents on the on, on the matter. Very good. I give uh, All Star Superman, Superman All Star. <laughs> <laughs> hey now, you're an All Star. I give it 17 out of 17 broken moons held together by Earth's bridges. <laughs> I give wonderful rating system. <laughs> <laughs> I give uh, Skinty Fear by Found, uh, Fontaine's DC. I'm going to give it uh, 16 out of 17 broken moons held together by Earth's bridges. And this IPA, I, I just need to be super clear. 
if I were an asshole, I almost killed me. If I was a colossal dick bag that had a beard. I don't a, think we need these and a, prefaces. And a fucking, this is unfortunate. And a fucking <laughs> stupid hat. And uh, and I said things like, totally crushable, bro. Um, <laughs> I would give... Uh, I, again, I again submit that the only reason you have such venom is because of your tender, you know, uh, period Bertender. of time. Be it as it may. I can't, I can't erase the past. <laughs> no one can. You're right. You're right. What's done is done. <laughs> what do you uh, give it? What do you fucking give it? Come on. I just want to be super clear that if I was <laughs> a giant piece of shit, and I haven't changed, oh, right? Because if you're a piece of shit, you can change, right? right. But if I had right. not changed, I'm talking right. white pants, white couch, <laughs> live for New Year's, <laughs> sloppy steaks, chicorinis. <laughs> Jesus chicken Christ. spaghetti at Chicarelli's. Wrap oh, this shit up, Daniel. Come on, man. <laughs> I would give it slick back hair. I would give White it a. Pants got me. <laughs> I, would, I would give it uh, 17 out of 17 broken ones <laughs> held together by Earth's bridges. All for a perfect score. At least it got something substantial. If he was going to give it like a 12, I was going to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> right. Gentlemen, I, I, I am. I am positively chuffed that you've enjoyed this Superman book. Um, I feel that we've reached another level of our friendship uh, because Superman Agreed. is, uh, I'm not a religious guy. I'm a card carrying atheist. Superman gives me hope. Um, and I tell people that and they say I'm crazy because Superman is ridiculous. Um, read this book. It's wonderful. And I'm going to give this, a, yeah, I'm going to give this a 20 out of 17 broken moons <laughs> held together by earth's bridges. That's right, 20 out of 17. I'm going to give um, Fountain's dick. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, come on. (laughs) For a thing he probably likes. (laughs) Yeah, I liked it very much. I'm going to give it a 15 out of 17. Broken moons held together by Earth's bridges. Uh, And then Kate May, coffee stout. It's exactly what it says it is. It's perfect. It's a 17 out of 17. Broken moons held together by Earth's bridges. Wonderful. Mm, almost a perfect cast. <laughs> I am going to Except give for the fountain's dick thing. I really wrecked it. <laughs> yeah, that was untoward. Um, All-Star Superman. Mr. Mor- or Super- Morrison. Uh, Superman All-Star. Su- <laughs> Shut up. You hey almost no. had me. I had to like look back at the Shut time. Shut up. Um, hey no. I, I am I am going to give that a perfect score. 17 out of 17. Broken Moons held together by Earth's bridges? Absolutely. Just a wonderful piece of art. I am going to give Fontaine's DC Skinty Fia. Um, I'm going to give that a solid 15 out of 17. Um, for numerous reasons, not the least of which being that uh, I want to continue to listen to it and the older you get dear listener the less you want to do that with something that's brand new i can't wait for our, our errata episode where we go back and correct all of our previous mistakes and you give that 17 out of 17 i'm waiting for that i <laughs> i love how much you want me to like this i uh, i am i am justifiably moved by it um and i am going to give my brew dog elvis juice what a great name, actually. Now that I said it again, it's fucking great. 
my brew dog Elvis juice, um, also a 17 out of 17 broken moons held together by Earth's bridges. Cause honestly, man, there are very few things that brew dog at this point in their uh, career, whatever it might be, um, can do wrong. Like they, 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 they are almost the perfect brewery in my estimation. Um, they've uh, actually surpassed new Belgium as my go-to. Um, hey. and I, 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 that's, that's saying something for me. Uh, but in Daniel's estimation, I might be an asshole. So, um, <laughs> white <let's>, pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing such tight, stretchy pants, but they're <laughs> green. So I didn't take offense to what he said. But in the right light, uh, <laughs> Nick, take us there, Skitch. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this, dear listener. Why don't you check us out on social media at facebook.com slash book record beer podcast on uh, Twitter at Book Record Beer and on face, uh, Instagram at book.record.beer. Hey, up, 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 and away, baby.